Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 43. I'm Rob Wright, editor of CERT Security, and I'm here with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter. Hi, Rob. How are you doing on this fine Friday? Doing great. It feels good to be in here on a Friday and not have like a major catastrophe or sort of be to be reeling from RSA conference and to just come in here and have a mellow discussion about all the things that are wrong with security. <laughs> Well, that, that's why I didn't bring the laptop in. Today. Right, right. Because you never know what's going to pop you up. You never know. We, we, it's better to just pretend like it's not happening or, or not see it happening in front of you. There are a couple of things that we want to discuss in this episode of our podcast that, uh, that did happen this week. And I, I should say that the first item on our agenda, the reason it, it's not it's not a pure sort of security story. In fact, it's it's not even really a security story at all, but I think there's security implications to it, which I'll get to in a minute. So we're gonna discuss that and debate that because I thought it was a worthy discussion topic. And I'm referring to the Amazon Web Services uh, simple storage service, uh, Amazon S3 outage this week that uh, was a major, major outage for the cloud service, for the, the cloud service, let's be honest. Amazon is the king of the cloud hill. And so we're going to discuss that and, and debate a couple points. And we're also going to give a couple of updates on uh, the Yahoo breach. Uh, pardon my language, Peter. Yahoo breaches. Breaches plural. We're going to discuss that. And I don't know that you may have an update on the Cloudflare, Cloudbleed, just sort of the, um, I guess, what's been quantified there by, by Cloudflare, uh, sort of a quick update on how they have thankfully and uh, importantly uh, assess the damage, assess the scope. I mean, damage may be, may be the wrong word, uh, Peter, because as you would know, they, they have, they, they said that there's no evidence that, right? Right, there's an absence of evidence that it's been Used, exploited. exploited. But absence of evidence, of course, doesn't mean evidence of absence. But at the same time, yeah, we'll get there. What are you, a lawyer? Uh, <laughs> No, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll provide a quick update on that because obviously in last week's episode, we talked about all of the questions that were surrounding this, this flaw, this major incident for a major CDN and a major you know, provider. And there's been some clarity uh, on some of those questions and some of the gray areas there, which we'll, we'll get to at the end. But let's start with Amazon. Peter, major Amazon outage. So Tuesday, I know it feels like this happened yesterday, right? We were talking before we hit record. We're like, what day is that? What day did that happen? So it, 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 it occurred on Tuesday, and we remember this because Trello was not working, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> for us. Uh, and it left us totally disorganized because we rely on free cloud services for so much of what we do. Yes, of course. <laughs> that's that's a best practice, isn't it? Free cloud <laughs> services. <laughs> <laughs> Take advantage of them as much as you can. I mean, what are we paying Trello for? How often do I say that? Um, I'm just joking, Trello. Uh, no, so, so they had a, a, a major outage in the US, uh, U.S. East 1 region of their S3 cloud service. And it lasted, it lasted several hours. And it affected a lot of websites and a lot of companies. And it was, it did not occur at a particularly good time. It was very disruptive. And Amazon came out recently 
yesterday with a very detailed update as to what happened. And I thought, well, first, it was, I thought it was interesting that essentially what happened was there was a clerical error, a user error, not, not just a human error, but literally somebody was, I, I guess, executing a command line and they, there was a typo. They, they hit the wrong button or they, they put in the wrong character or whatever. And I'll read from the, the, uh, the damage report from Amazon. Uh, the Amazon, quote, the Amazon Simple Storage Service S3 team was debugging an issue causing the S3 billing system to pro, uh, progress more slowly than expected at 9.37 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. An authorized S3 mem team member using an established playbook executed a command which was intended to remove a small number of servers for one of the S3 subsystems that is used by the S3 billing process. Unfortunately, one of the inputs to the command was entered incorrectly, and a larger set of servers was a larger set of servers was removed than intended. The servers were inadvertently removed. The servers that were inadvertently removed supported two other S3 subsystems. So, I feel for the uh, the the team member, the unnamed team member, uh, because that's a bad. That's a bad thing to have kind of hanging over your head. But as I read this, Peter, I thought to myself, well, that's, that's alarming that one person with one simple command line could do something like that. And there's no sort of fail safe or safeguards protecting the infrastructure the way they have it designed from, from initiating that command and, and just wiping out three other subsystems. Uh, or was it was it two other subsystems? Two others, but but two other subsystems, and and then have that sort of ripple across the East region. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Because I know we discussed this a little bit um, amongst our group, amongst our team, uh, briefly. But what are your thoughts? Okay, so my my first reaction was this is going to be something like DIN, the DIN DNS, Dime. which or Dyn. As we refer to it, yes. And on a scale of zero to nine slash din, um, where I, I I expected the Amazon outage to be bigger, to be closer to to din. Oh, level. interesting. Um, and I also kind of assumed it it was a malicious attack initially. Oh yeah, we have we didn't even discuss that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, but overall, the overall impact to my workday as compared to you know, and of course, because I, I am the center of the universe, sure. so the impact of, of any attack is measured by how it affects me. Yeah. So, <laughs> selfishness. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't feel, com I didn't feel very impacted. The fact that we couldn't use Trello. Big deal. It well, it it wasn't a minor thing, but it wasn't a major thing. Sure. Either. Sure. So, uh, so yeah. But what can I ask? Why sure. did you think it was? Why did you think it was an attack? Just because just of dying, because Dan. because everything we see that's bad that's true. Is, is a result of an attack, right? That's true. Why did I ask that question? <laughs> well, there, all right. is, there is no such thing as an accident. Yeah, right? that's true. Well, let me jump in here sure. because now this is it's interesting that you bring that up because whenever I see like oh there's a an airline 
airline X, another outage, ticketing is offline, reservations offline, delays, delays, delays. I immediately think, oh, it's a security incident. There's some type of intrusion. Someone got into the network or that something else is going on. But with Amazon, I guess I give them the benefit of the doubt. And and this is going to come into play later in this conversation. But I give them the benefit of the doubt with this stuff because they've done so much with security. And they really are at sort of the the... the not to pump their tires too much, but I do feel like they're kind of in the lead when it comes to developing uh, cloud security tools, cloud security architecture, things that that prevent an attack or an intrusion on that formidable cloud service. Cloud services, plural, I guess for you know, yeah, EC2, S3, every, everything that they do. So I got I kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt. Now, I, I want to say, reading about this clerical error though, I I was a little alarmed that, and I, I want your feelings on it. Does it seem a little odd that 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 Amazon would design the systems here in a way that would allow one employee using one tool? to basically do what they did accidentally, but but to do what they did. It seems like that's a that's not a human error. And I know that's what we called it, what I called it when we started this discussion, but that seems like a, a, a sort of a poor design choice. So to answer your question, the, the first, one of the first tweets that I saw on, there was, when, when it became clear that it was a typo, mm. uh, was a, was a comparison of RM space hyphen RF space dot versus space slash. Yes. Okay. So obviously, and and to be honest, now this is a this is, I'm I'm exposing myself here to no. a lot of ridicule. I never understood why anybody would enter a command remove dash R dash F. Yeah. And then put in a slash, or is it a black backslash? But then I realized, well, yeah, you would use the period there, mm. so you can r remove this in all, all ch child directories. Sure. So, so I had a learning moment from that. <laughs> never too, never, never too old to learn. Late. Yeah, never, yeah too never too late, late to learn something. Yep. But the fact is, it also th threw me back to the olden days when people were doing when when I was doing network administration stuff, and certain things were just done. You you plugged in through the ethernet with a console and you typed it in sure. or you let your boss or supervisor or colleague who had 20 years on you do it because they can take that responsibility. Yeah. Um, the question that you raised is should there be a, some kind of a, a GUI or some kind of interface that's designed to avoid those kind of problems? Maybe they had, maybe that's what they had and it's it was just, you know, a miscue on the, hitting it's, the wrong button. Yeah, it's possible, but it sounds like from reading the the update here from Amazon, you know, they, they, they sort of, I don't want to say they admit that they should have had something, but they say that they've made several, uh, and I'll read from it, they, they say that they've made several changes as a result of this operational event. Quote, while the removal of, capa uh, while, while removal of capacity is a key operational practice, in this instance, the tool used allowed uh, too much capacity to be removed too quickly. 
we have modified this tool to remove capacity more slowly and added safeguards to prevent capacity from being removed when it will take any subsystem below its minimum required capacity level. This will prevent an incorrect input from triggering a similar event in the future. Uh, we are also auditing our other operational tools to ensure we have similar safety checks. Safety checks, so they're, they're, they know now. I guess I was a little alarmed, you know, going back to my earlier point about how good Amazon is with security, that they didn't already have these safeguards in check because you think this is an accident. Like this, and I tweeted this, I think yesterday, what, what if this wasn't an accident? What if, what if you had a malicious insider in there? They could have done even more damage with, with one simple command line. I mean, I guess if you have a malicious insider inside your organization, inside Amazon, you're probably worried about bigger things uh, than just the, the, the removal of, of a, a few subsystems that, that put a, a huge outage in, a, in a, a, a major cloud region for the provider. You're worried about that customer getting you know, uh, or that, that insider getting customer data, getting inside cloud environments, doing all manner of damage and not just a simple sort of delete and see you later. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I was just, I was surprised and I, I, I'm surprised at how many people out there are kind of saying, well, you know, uh, uh, not blame the user, but not sort of saying, oh, th this is, this is kind of an issue you should have yeah, Amazon, you probably should have designed this differently. I, I get it. This happens all the time. Like we, we undoubtedly have systems in in our own organization that can do this sort of thing. That can take our cloud services offline. That can take uh, our editorial operations offline with the with, with one keystroke. I get that. But with Amazon, you're not just talking about uh, one customer or a handful of customers. You're talking about millions of customers customers and millions of websites and people that depend on those websites to get through their day like i guess my point is is that if you're going to be king of the hill for cloud you you can't do things the way that they were done as sort of independent organizations what was good you know for an enterprise that is not a, a major cloud provider isn't good for a company that has the scope and the influence of the Amazon. Like you, you've got to do it differently because, I mean, let's think about just a sort of, a, not a mistake, again, a, a, an attack, an attack that could exploit one of these tools, an attack that could exploit uh, a simple command injection. And I know, again, I, I, I'm going back on, on what I said earlier, I, I think Amazon does security just about as good as anybody out there. And they deserve all the credit that they've they've gotten for the the things that they've done with cloud uh, security tools and features and all that. But you got to have those safeguards and those those safety checks in place to make sure something like that doesn't happen. So it's good to see them do that sort of thing. I'm happy that they provided it. But yeah, I, I think it is kind of an admission that they should have done that. What are your What are your thoughts? So this week or so has been interesting because we have seen some some really good examples of response yes. and we've seen some one in particular that uh, I'm not, I don't even it's egregious the uh, the vendor who so, who's selling uh, uh, teddy bears that oh the the IOT teddy the bears the IOT yeah my personal nightmare 
Yeah. That's not the name of the company. That right. it really is my, my sort of my nightmare. Right. I mean, there, and the fact is, that's a company that, as the details have come out, we haven't really covered that because it's sort of out of scope for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've seen people calling that an, an exam, a, a perfect counterexample of how to deal with breaches yeah. and attacks. Um, at the same time, we've had we've seen Amazon stood up, said we screwed up. Yeah, we're fixing it. We're going to continue to try to offer perfection. But cloud providers, like any other service provider, any any sensible one is not going to say we offer 100 percent guaranteed. Up sure, there. sure. They say, you know, five nine, six nines, however many nines, ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Yep. Uh, so we're in the Zero point zero 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 zero, however many zeros it is, one of downtime that we just experienced from Amazon. I figure, you know, my life was not really impacted, sure. So it wasn't a big deal. But I, I think that even the places that had a big impact, it it could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah, their recovery, yeah. which they detail, was impressive. But I guess, like, do you think? It's unfair to say, like it's unfair of me because I guess I am holding them to a higher standard because not only not only are they a major cloud provider, but they are really good at security. So I don't really expect this type of thing to happen with them. So is that fair? I, no. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not fair because okay. <laughs> because I'll bet that whatever tool that was, there were probably it was probably already designed to avoid doing that, you know, the crazy uh, automatic uh, muscle memory where you're typing something sure. and you hit the wrong button and and you hit enter, and disaster results. So I think they probably, I I think that their failsafe might not have been safe enough. Sure. But they probably ha did have some failsafe in there, and I'm going to compare it to the Cloudflare. Oh yeah, uh, incident. I'm going to call it in the cloud bleed incident because sure. uh, it happened. It was bad and it was scary, but Cloudflare didn't stonewall and they didn't. I mean, no. they, they they might. There's some indication there might have been a little bit of foot dragging in the lead. Well, they had to it. clean the cache. Yeah, there there were some extenuating circumstances involved yeah. there. I, I'm willing to, to give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Yeah, and and we still don't know the full the full impact. I mean, we may never we probably will never know if there's any if there if there was or wasn't any kind of oh, implication. I, I think we will. You I do. Well I think it's possible that we won't know, but I think we might find out. I'll agree with you that we might find out and I'll agree with me and say, I think we might not ever find out. Okay. But, but the point is that that was a very subtle kind of a situation that caused that. There was a, an HTML parser that was old and they were replacing it. And it wasn't, it was, it was, a, it was only in the intersection that there was, a, again, a still a fairly subtle bug that came up. Um, they, they faced it, they stood up, they said, it's our fault, we're fixing it, and here's what happened, here's what we did, and yeah. here's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so I'm very optimistic. I think, I think, hey, you know, everybody's allowed to, you know, if, if you only accept perfection. You yeah, you can't be perfect. Nobody's yeah. going to win. True. But if you accept people that are striving for perfection while acknowledging their humanity and yeah. their ability to make a mistake. And they clean and up that mistake quickly. Up, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's why, 
this the, these events of the, over the last week or so have affirmed my optimism about the whole field even though they seem like oh my god again with the breaches and and clouds you're doing a very good impersonation of me you're doing it's, it's excellent <laughs> like looking in a mirror yeah it's like looking in a mirror peter <laughs> thank you well no that's not what i was trying to do no no but, i know what you but, mean but right exactly i mean it's going to happen it's and and right. that's why that's why i wasn't that's why I was a little surprised that it wasn't an attack on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Because we, because these big companies, they're they're big targets. Yeah, yeah. And you are the sunny optimist, so. <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> do you want to? I mean, I know we were we were going to talk about Yahoo first, but do you want to give a quick oh. update on Cloudflare and Cloudbleed, just since we're on that topic before we turn to Yahoo? So yeah, I mean, Cloudflare, Matt Print, Matthew Prince, who's the CEO came out the other day with a blog post that basically summarized all of the stuff, pointed to the different to, to the original notification that uh, it came out uh, just a week after it first surfaced to Tavis Ormandy from yeah. Google Project. Yep. Uh, Google Project Zero. Um, so he gave, you know, he gave all the information that you could possibly want and he talked about what they found what why it's scary i mean he didn't back off from saying this is a scary thing this oh yeah scary. you know he no you know, he, he can i can i quote the actual language yes. i have my laptop you, yes, you don't you do. he said uh i think it's in the third or fourth graph here the summary is that while the bug was very bad and had the potential to be much worse based on our analysis so far uh well i won't give away the analysis you 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 but he said it was very bad he's it, this, this is this is this is serious it's critical it's he doesn't mince words on that so and one of the things that that i found refreshing was that uh often we get companies that are responding to these kinds of situations and they say we've done a lot of work and we've done all the all the research and analysis and we've looked into this and we've looked into that but they don't they don't go into any details whereas uh in in this particular blog post they they talk about how it is that they can stand up and say we don't believe that it's been exploited because we looked at our logs and we looked to see yeah. how many times you would have to hit a page to actually get the flaw to reveal anything yes. and they so he specified that in order to get something actionable from this flaw on average you'd have to hit at least a thousand the same page a thousand times before the flaw would would trigger that's a lot so it is a lot i mean it's an average right he, he, they they talk about the, the, the statistical tools uh, you know the, the statistical uh inform uh, data that they're that they're working with yeah and and he you know while he says it's very unlikely it's possible yeah uh, i i thought that was key and and the yeah. net net of it uh, of of the post-mortem mm -hmm. the the net net is he said, we have found no evidence based on our logs that the bug was malicious, maliciously exploited before it was patched, quote, end quote. Uh, the vast majority of, Clou of Cloudflare customers had no d data leak. That's a key point. After a review of tens of thousands of pages of leaked data from the search engine caches, we have found a large, we have found a large number of instances of leaked internal Cloudflare headers 
and customer cookies, but we have not found any instances of passwords, credit card numbers, or health records. Also very important. And the last point, our review is ongoing. So they can't, again, like you said, they can't rule anything out, but that should give people out there more comfort that the scope, as, as they said initially, they thought the scope was small, but they couldn't rule out that it was bigger. Now they can at least move further in that direction more confidently and say, this is a small number of, of customers and here's why. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. And good for them for, I mean, can you imagine the work that's probably gone into this over the past two weeks since Ormandy first reported it and then sort of the follow-up to sort of look at all the data? Uh, good for them. Yeah. Good, good for I them. I mean, ju just contacting all the search engines. Yeah, that's and, hard. And dealing with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, and, and at the same time, if some, if some government agency some TLA is monitoring, is, is scraping the web and caching it for their own nefarious purposes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got a lot of capabilities that we can be afraid of, but sure. we don't have to worry about yeah. necessarily. So I, I will add one last thing, and this is in the last part of the, the update. Uh, Prince writes, we are continuing to work with third-party caches to expunge leaked data, and we will not let up until every bit has been removed. Good, but also an admission that it's not completely gone. It's not out of the woods. There could be data out there that they don't know about, and it could be held on. It, it could be in the possession of people that they don't know about. So good uh, uh, more confidence that this that that this is not something that is as bad as it could have been, but still not quite out of the woods yet. So, uh, so that's good. Yeah. Um, you want to know what's not good, Peter? Sure. <laughs> Since we we did a couple of examples of good responses, let's talk about Yahoo real quick. So, when you saw the news this week <laughs> that we had an update uh, update about Yahoo. Uh, what was your what was your reaction i thought just 32 million yeah it, it seems like why are they even bothering yeah yeah it seems a little but, so i mean i guess this is why uh, to back up a little bit so yahoo released a, a, a another sort of official uh, i believe it was a sec um a form, filing form, form 10K. that was an update on what the company has discovered in its sort of follow-up to investigations into the breaches and one of the big bombshells was it appear they in in the filing it says uh, quote it appears certain senior executives did not properly comprehend or investigate and therefore failed to act sufficiently upon the full extent of knowledge known internally by the company's information security team in regards to the the, uh, two, the 2014 breach uh, so that's good. So basically what they're saying is uh, that the, the security team, the InfoSec team, and I believe that the, 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 for this timeline, that would include former CISO Alex Stamos, who is now at Facebook, that they knew what was going on, that they 
that, that or they, they knew at least some of what was going on and they alerted the executive team and the executive team failed to act. That's not a good look. No, it's not. Is it surprising to you though, given what we know, given what we knew sort of leading up to this? So on the one hand, I, I've got to say, uh, Yahoo should be uh, a modern company. Sure. And when I think of modern companies, I'm talking about companies that treat data like part of their business, no matter what they do. Yeah. So we're talking FedEx or uh, Facebook or sure. Google or any number of other companies that that, are, that take it all seriously and that take security seriously too, because. That's especially looking for, you know, like I'll just drop the GDPR bomb. Companies that screw up on, on, on user privacy for it in the EU for their customers are facing huge potential fines. Yeah, serious trouble. But, yeah, so let's, that, that'll, we'll talk about that more coming up. But the fact is, if a company takes data and, and security seriously, their board and their executive, their C-level officers are going to listen when Alex Stamos or some other security professional comes up and says, look, we have a problem. We have a code red, we have a red alert. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the companies that don't take that seriously, I think of as old fashioned, as buggy whip vendors, or well, yeah. uh, I don't know. Well, but, that's, yeah. But I mean. yeah, the, the, the companies that don't take it seriously, they're gonna get hurt. And, and yeah, who did get hurt? I mean, they've they've already lost some of the uh, initial sale price for to to Verizon. The, they lowered their 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 price uh, per the acquisition agreement. Now, my question about that is, yeah, that low that price lowering was was not was that not based on the previous two it was, huge? It was. So now, my question is, is this gonna? I mean, lower if you're Verizon, further? wouldn't you go lower and say? I mean, I, I mean, Yahoo itself has already sort of adjusted its uh, financial compensation, shall we say, for for some of these executives, in, including the CEO, Marissa Mayer. Uh, but now you also have sort of compounding this, the inaction wasn't it, it, it didn't just hurt them, you know, in regards to the 2014 breach, but the company also admitted in this filing it was a double whammy that attackers were using the forged cookies that were used in the 2014 attack. They were still using them in, in, in 2015, 2016, as recently as last year. Wow. And they were using them to access, uh, li like you said, the 32 million accounts. Um, so, it, you know, I know we discussed this at length previously. Why does Yahoo think that it was a nation state attack or why do they think it was a, it was a, 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 a enemy government? I mean, 32 million accounts is still a lot of accounts, but it seems like a targeted amount if you have a, a billion plus at your disposal. So what were the attackers looking for and why? It seems like th th that's a big question. Regardless, the forged cookie thing is bad. And if you had acted in 2014, you might not have had the current account you know, breaches and circumventions that were taking place as recently as last year. It's, like you said, it's, it's an understatement, but it's not a good look. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, do you think, do you think, let me put it to you, do you think Verizon is going to come back and say either 
hey, hey we're, lowering, we're lowering the price again based on this or, you know, no mas, it's, we're done, we're out. Remind me why Verizon is buying Yahoo. <laughs> it's a great, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 they have a big install base. They have, they have a lot of, da- I mean, to your point, data, it's part of your business. They have a lot of data. So I, I don't, I don't know how this may change their plans, but doesn't it give them the ability to go to them and say, we're lowering it again? <laughs> well, okay. Speaking as an individual, if, I'm buying a car, and I find out that you know there's thirty thousand miles on the odometer, but there's actually thirty five thousand on the car. I'll lower the, maybe I'll lower the price if I find out there's another five thousand that is really forty five thousand instead of thirty five thousand. I'll ask for a lower price still, but at the third time, I have to wonder what else am I going to find out. So if I so if it's me, if I'm Mr. Verizon, I'm going to say I'm I'm going to consider walking away unless there's some really compelling reason, if some really compelling uh, value that I get from purchasing Yahoo. Um, there probably isn't another comparable search engine being sold these yeah, days. So if yeah. you want a search engine of a certain size, that's your that's your option. Yeah, but I I sure would be asking for more discounts. I would, yeah. or maybe more oversight, or maybe some. Well, I think that's going to happen regardless. I mean, I think the ship has sailed on that. I I, I think they're going to have to do some serious reviewing of who's in charge of what and what type of security is is in place because you don't want to have the company that you just acquired ending up in the Verizon data breach investigations report <laughs> as sort of. A prime example of not of what not to do after you've already acquired them. I mean, there's nothing they can do about it now, but you don't want it showing up in the future. So I agree. Uh, yeah, that would be a very bad look. That would be a worse look. <laughs> uh, well, that is going to do it for this episode of Risk and Repeat. Peter, as usual, thank you for joining me and for being the sunny optimist to my sort of dour uh, naysayer and. Uh, doom and gloom <laughs> always ha- i'm always happy to be here i haven't been that bad no uh, thank you and thank you to the listeners and all the readers at search security we will see you next time